I had the opportunity this past week to revisit and experience something that has happened to me a lot in my life and a lot of people that I have spoken with. So I think this might be something that resonates with most people who listen to this, but I don't want to make any assumptions about that. And most importantly, I use the word opportunity because I also in the past would have used words like being cursed with having this happen, with being a victim of having this happen. And I don't want to make light of this, but essentially what I'm speaking of is what I would almost refer to, I would stop short of referring to it as a common human experience, but it is the experience of feeling what I call feeling lost, alone, and afraid. And this is something that I want to be very, very quick to, to draw a distinction here between times when there is a true emergency and I'm, I won't be speaking about any of that although the mindfulness practices and the mindful coping practice are something that can certainly help in situations like that but you know true emergencies are really way beyond the scope of, of what I'm speaking about. This is more along the lines of just the what I call the everyday fluctuations of our emotions, the various uh, cycles in which we go in and out of, of one moment feeling very connected, very strong, and very empowered, and then the next minute feeling, you know, basically lost, alone, and afraid, or having no confidence in ourselves whatsoever, or not feeling like we're capable of even getting through the next moment. And what I want to say about this is that there are really, to me, there are two parts of this. And I, and just being able to point to there being really two different components of this is due to practicing mindfulness and mindful coping practice for a good number of years. It allowed me to see that, most importantly, just because I, what I refer to as felt or feeling lost and lost and afraid that at the same time though basically feeling lost alone and afraid that these are there are we have emotional feelings we have we have energy running through our bodies and it causes us to have certain thoughts but what i'm really going to focus on is the fact that these at some level in the human experience our thoughts at some point. Now I realize that you know emotions are very complicated. I am certainly not anyone who has any credentials or expertise in in healing emotions. That is really way beyond what I can speak about as well. But as a person who has spent a lot of his life being trapped in what I'd refer to as endless repetitive thoughts about whatever it is that I'm feeling, I can speak to that. I can speak to the fact that what made it most difficult about feeling lost, alone, and afraid was that I was thinking thoughts about feeling lost, alone, and afraid. And I was on a road trip uh, for business earlier this week on my own and and really felt myself going into feeling this way. And even more importantly than that, I was beginning to really think this way and was getting very wrapped up in it. And the beautiful part about it is, is that because I have practiced being aware, and this is available to any of us, 
I was able to catch myself fairly quickly, not before I put myself through some needless suffering, not before I really found myself very willingly, somewhat consciously, somewhat unconsciously, diving very deeply into that darkness and really buying into those thoughts that I was having. And I didn't know why I felt this way, which in a lot of cases makes it very tempting to start speculating about why I felt lost, alone, and afraid, which led to even more mental activity, more thought, being locked further into a loop of endless repetitive thoughts about the same thing, and doing it in different ways, and beginning to identify as, and I and I could see this happening right before my very eyes. I could literally, could because I was watching the thoughts, I didn't, you know, and, re, and I realized it's like a boulder rolling downhill. I mean, once these thoughts get started, once I am well on on my way, once these thoughts have momentum, then I'm going to be in a situation where if I am not paying attention, those thoughts are really going to carry me away with them down that hill. And that's essentially what I could feel happening. I could feel my mood really dampening. I could feel, and even more importantly, I could feel my energy decreasing. It was almost as if I was allowing myself to be drugged into, drugged down into a, uh, a way of living that was very low energy. And it's almost like I could feel myself at a certain level. It was interesting how there's very subtle nuances of what happens, what, how our body responds to and how our mind responds to being in a trance of these thoughts. And what's interesting is that there are, um, you know, numerous what's referred to as mantras, or these are these are basically vibrational sounds that are repeated, that in most cases are used to actually generate more positive energy. And I and I don't know enough about these. While I am familiar with them, I'm certainly no one to be speaking as someone with any experience with these. But I almost feel like, in a way, that as humans we have the ability to also utilize what I'd refer to as a mantra or some sort of repetitive vibrational phrase, no matter what the language is, that I can basically be creating those and repeating those mantras in a very negative way, in a very negatively reinforcing way. All of my thoughts at a deeper level, and I never had thought about, I never had even considered this before this week. And, and as someone who has struggled with chronic depression for most of my life, it never was really apparent to me that, and, I, and I've heard the phrase before, negative self-talk. And so I'm, you know, I'm aware of the fact that I can talk myself into just about any negative mind state that I choose. And, we, and, I, and I would think that we all have that ability. I'm not saying that all of us do that or choose to do it. And I hope that most people don't because I know it's really a road leading to nowhere. And because of the fact that I have become aware of the fact that it's almost like I can lull myself into a trance utilizing some sort of, and, I, and I'm using the phrase or the, or the word, you know, repeating a mantra, the, you know, the phrase repeating a mantra, I'm using that very loosely, but it's almost as if I can lull myself into this trance of thinking negative thoughts uh, you know, repeating negative self-talk to myself and talking myself into being in a really low, what they refer to as a low vibrational state. 
I can begin to really become, and it's almost as if I'm talking myself into being the person that is, you know, that is in a really low emotional place, in a really dark place. And the more I do that, what is amazing about it is it's almost like if you've ever seen a visual of a snowball rolling downhill, uh, you know, it starts out and it's smaller. And as it rolls downhill, it basically starts to gather more and more snow. I'm starting to realize as of this week, even more than I ever have. And it's really startling to me because I have practiced mindfulness for, you know, over almost three decades. And it doesn't matter. The time doesn't matter. But it's amazing to me that I'm just now coming to the awareness or the realization that this is really like a snowball effect. And that even when I'm able to be aware of what I'm thinking, if I don't continue to stay vigilant, if I don't continue to pay attention to what my mind is doing, what those thoughts are, Because the most important, you know, the most, I guess the question could be asked, why pay attention to our thoughts? What good does it really do other than the fact that we're aware of what we're thinking? And it can, and it can seem tedious. I've had many people say to me over the years that this is, can be a very tedious practice and they're not wrong. It certainly can be. But what I've also found is that by being willing to do that, even when it is boring, even when it is tedious, I'm doing it for a reason. It's almost as if I have to remind myself that I'm not just doing this to be doing this. This is not, at least for me personally, not that it really matters what my personal take on this is because I'm speaking about something more universal from a human standpoint. But at the end of the day, this is what's, what's more important to me is that by doing this, whether it is boring, whether, it is, whether or not it's boring or tedious or mundane, It is the only way in which I have been able to empower myself to not let that snowball continue to roll downhill and gather momentum and gather more snow and become larger. And for that darkness and that aloneness and that fear or being afraid, that feeling and those thoughts around it, and it really is like those thoughts are really orbiting around these emotional feelings. It's almost as if our emotional energy in our bodies that is connected to our mind is something that our thoughts are always orbiting that. It's almost as if there is this feedback loop between, I know that the emotions ultimately come up, but at some point they are what I believe to be in my own experience informed by the thoughts that I've had in the past, any neural grooves that I've developed or habits of thought feed back into that and then the feelings continue to happen. And then my thoughts and rea- and rea- you know thoughts about these feelings and my reactions to them keep happening. And this is ultimately what I'm finding it is to be human. But at some point, I can't change the feelings. I mean, there are certain healing modalities that I can do, and I don't necessarily want to get into this because this is not my area of expertise. I've availed myself of a lot of these healing modalities, but then again, I'm just one person, and I don't know what's best for anyone else other than myself. But I know that these feelings that I struggle with or that that I keep dealing with are things that I need to heal. But that's really just for myself. That's just really my own, that's my own journey. But I know that I can't stop them from happening. But I do know that, in, and I can't stop the thoughts from happening. But I do know what I can do is I can pay attention to those thoughts so that I can put myself in a position where I'm not buying into them, where I'm not believing what I'm thinking about what I'm feeling. And this week, I will say that I was almost 
I guess I would almost say that I was almost in awe, not in a positive way, but I was in awe of the ability of the human mind of my, and there again, it had nothing to do with me. It was just that any human being who decides to really believe very uh, strongly what they're thinking is capable of creating this inner environment that is, it's, it's almost startling how much we can begin to believe what we're thinking about what we're feeling and how much it becomes our reality and how much it can take us away from the here and now. And it's almost like we're living in a simulated environment. It's almost as if we're living in a synthetic reality. We're not really here. We're not really aware of what's happening because we are so lost in our heads and it's so easy to do. And mindfulness practice has been the only thing that has allowed me to bring myself back to the present moment. And this week, it was almost as if I got to have a different perspective. I, in a very short period of time, I mean, I'm talking 10, 15, 20 minutes, basically allowed myself to engineer, and I use the word engineer kind of loosely as well, this simulated environment of being this person who was lost, alone, and afraid. I uh, And I began at some point, once I got a hold of myself, And once I started really realizing that these were just endless thoughts that I was having, I was just thinking the thoughts of, and I was believing that I was lost, alone, and afraid. And I began to identify as the person that was lost, alone, and afraid. And was in the process, you know, utilizing what I refer to as these kind of unconscious mantras, talking myself into being in a, you know, what what people sometimes refer to as in a vibrational space of being you know, being someone who is lost, alone, and afraid. And it's, you know, it's a full body experience. And that includes the mind. It was, you know, every part of me was going along that journey, including my heart. I mean, I was taking it all with me. And at some point, I got to a place where I was able to realize that I had invested, you know, 10 to 20 minutes of my life, whatever it was, being in this place. And it felt very real. And I realized that it felt very real and I really felt like the person who was lost, alone, and afraid because over the years, I have that's what I have practiced. That's who I have practiced talking myself into being and I've played the part really, really well. And it isn't the truth. It's not, you know, it doesn't have to be my reality. I don't have to be the person that's lost, alone, and afraid. But unfortunately, I hate to admit that I've gotten really good at it. And it's not something that I want to continue. It's not something that I'm proud of. It's not, that's not who I want to be. But at the end of the day, I know that if I want to be who I really am, to really be in touch with my true self, who I really am, and who I'm capable of being, the only thing that I've ever been able to do that has enabled me to do that or that has empowered me to do that, that's given me the energy and the will to be the person who actually does not want to be lost, alone, and afraid. I do want to be connected. I do want to be part of what's going on with everyone else. I don't want to live paralyzed by fear. And I don't really want to be lost. I want to have some sense of, and while I realize I can't really know where I am for sure in this, in this human life, I can at least have some sense of being grounded and being in a, and feeling like that I am that I am much more safe than I realize, and the only way I can be that person is to practice being that person. And I know the first thing, the the primary thing, the most important thing that I have had to do, 
and not even had to do it, but I, I know there's been no other way for me is to practice mindfulness in order to really practice getting more adept at being aware of the fact that when I get lost and carried away with my emotions, when I'm so busy believing them and I'm so busy creating the simulated reality in my head, the only way I can, can keep from falling victim to that and believing it all is actually practicing mindfulness. And sometimes while it can be mundane, some people can refer to it as boring or tedious or whatever it is. I know that the only way to be able to be aware of the fact that I'm thinking and to be aware of what I'm thinking, I have to have some kind of distance between my identity and my awareness and my consciousness. I have to be able to separate those things enough to realize that this is just thoughts that I'm thinking. If I'm so busy believing them, I have no ability to be objective. I have no ability to witness my own thoughts. And if I can't be a third party, and I realize it's very hard to be unbiased because it's it's very normal, it's very human to be attached to our thoughts. And I do it all the time and I've been doing it all my life. And the only thing that has allowed me to not do it is to experience not believing what I'm thinking. And the only thing that's fueled that, the only thing that's given me the strength and the ability to do that, that vantage point that I need is practicing mindfulness, just being aware of the thoughts. And once I realized this week that I was thinking myself into this, in other words, at some point the notion just crossed my mind or I was feeling something and it's, and and these emotions are complicated to navigate sometimes because they arise for different reasons. I mean, it is so difficult sometimes to know why we're feeling certain energy in our bodies and, and, and in our minds. And I know that the easiest thing for me to do is to think about it. The hardest thing for me to do, and I have to practice being able to do that, is to ride these emotions out. And I still really don't feel like I am 100% adept at doing it. Uh, I've practiced a lot of different healing modalities. I've done, I've engaged and availed myself of different practices. And this is available to any of us. That I believe me, I am no, but no one special. I don't have any special abilities to do these things. I'm just simply a flawed human being. And I, you know, I'm, I'm like anyone else. I, uh, I have my stuff. I have my things that I struggle with. And I'm not trying to transcend any of that. I'm just trying to put myself in a position where I can be aware of what I'm talking myself into and to be aware of the fact that I am, am thinking things about what I'm feeling. And so I can, and once, once I'm not doing that, I can allow these things to just go through me. They, they, the energy comes and the energy goes, it dissipates. But I have to be able to get out of the way. And the problem is, is that I, if there is a problem, it is that being human, sometimes I want to cling so much to all of my thoughts about these things, and I don't have to do that. And I was able to, in the span of a fairly short, you know, two-hour road trip, by the time I got to my destination, I was able, I was able to realize that I had really done it to myself this time. And the beautiful part is I was able to forgive myself and to have compassion on myself. I mean, I basically took two hours. Uh, you know, I wasn't completely lost in the trance of these thoughts about these feelings for the entire journey, but it took a while to get my head put back on straight. And all I really was able to, all I really had to do was just start really paying attention to these thoughts. 
and to begin to ask myself some questions about the conclusions that I was coming to. And I began to see that the answers that I was providing myself with were, were leading me to be able to see that I had really, in a lot of ways, while I couldn't have stopped these feelings from coming up, that I, you know, I didn't have to believe the thoughts and the reactions to them. And that I was able to get back to the here and now and be in the present moment and realize that I really, really, really was not lost, alone, and afraid. And just allowed myself to keep breathing through it, to keep paying attention to my thoughts. And I don't want to live in fear of it happening again. It could happen at any moment. It could happen right now as I'm speaking these words, but I don't want to live in fear of it. It felt really, really dark. It was, I still don't, and I never will know why it happened, but I gave up the need to know why it happened because the whys, it comes to a point where the whys just really aren't as important anymore. It's more about, you know, what I can do to not fall prey to it, to not believe the thoughts about it. And it's about how can I empower myself and how I can practice to not be able to lull myself into these trances of negative self-talk and negative self-reinforcing thoughts. There's just no need for me to do that any further. And mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice are really the only two things that I've ever been able to do that have reliably helped me stay out of losing hours and days and weeks and months and years of my life being somewhere else believing something that isn't even really happening.